and I'm Shannon, and this is Workplace Side Hugs Edition. Normally, we talk about a book or an article with the goal of helping all of us expand our workplace toolkit. Side hugs are a little bit different, though. Side hugs are short snippets of us sharing some advice that we wish we would have had in a particular situation. And today, we're going to talk about advice we wish we would have had when preparing or going through the interview experience. Ooh, I really like both being interviewed and interviewing, and I don't think that's the case for most people. I would agree with you. I would say that one of my favorite parts about being an entrepreneur is I will probably never have to go through an interview again. <laughs> Truly. Or like the types of interviews that I go through as a coach is is skill-based. Like it's like, coach me yeah. and let's see if I like you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm really excited to hear your advice, Rami, if you love it so much. <laughs> Well, let's have you start. So what's your first piece of advice? My first piece of advice, it's so trite, but so freaking true. Just be yourself. Are you saying, are you trying to say my favorite and least favorite word, which is authenticity? (laughs) Why is it your least favorite word? Because I think it's not a valid thing. I think authenticity is fake and made up. Okay. (laughs) Well, what's... (laughs) What... How would you describe then being yourself? Or do you think no one is ever themselves and so we should just give up on that as a concept? (laughs) No, I think there is a way to be more like yourself. Um, But I think being yourself in an interview is going to be really hard. Like you want to be a very refined version of yourself. Uh But so here's an example for me. When I get interviewed, a lot of the times... I never do it on workplace side hugs or workplace hugs. Uh, I will I will almost always, when I get interviewed, curse very purposefully. Uh-huh. Because that's who I am in the workplace, right? Like, I'm going to curse. I don't curse a lot. I haven't been compared to a sailor, but I will curse. And it's important for me to get that piece along in the interview, which is both, I think, very authentic and inauthentic. I think it makes me seem authentic. But me purposefully doing it is inauthentic in the way that I do it. Because it's planful? Yes. Because, like, you're conscious about the choice? Exactly. Are you planful and conscious about a lot of your choices? Yes. Then that's freaking authentic. (laughs) All right, Shannon, you know what? (laughs) Anyways, the moral of the story here is, like, for me, is if you isn't what they want, then you don't want it. So you better be yourself because otherwise you could be getting yourself, you're like false advertising here and you're going to get yourself into a job that you really don't want to be if you're going to have to be somebody you're not every single effing day to fit in. Do you like how I avoided cursing? (laughs) Yes. And I think you're hitting it on the nose because if you're not presenting yourself in the most realistic way, something about that will come out either through the questions they're asking you in the interview, like they'll poke holes at it. And if they get one strand to pull on, they will keep pulling on it until they unravel you. I think the other piece of that is they're going to do a background check, right? Like they're going to yeah. talk to other people and validate, either validate or invalidate what you told them. Yep. And so if what you told them becomes invalidated by others, you've now kind of closed the door on that. So it's how do you present the most realistic version of yourself that's a good word that doesn't get um kind of crushed down by all of the other people they're going to talk to yeah i see people trying to think about how to hide parts of themselves 
like, like if I was interviewing with somebody that I know was not a people person, I might try to like hide or disguise that I am really like pro people. <laughs> and that's pro not people. realistic because then every day I'm going to go into that office trying to like hide that part of myself and it's going to flare its ugly head and cause problems at some time. So anyways, we got to move on. What's what's your first piece of advice, Rami? Uh, practice, practice, practice your power stories. So come up with like six, four to six, uh, even three, I think could suffice. Like really good stories that demonstrate one of the skill sets that you want to share. And also um, are unique to you, but really strong stories. And then as you're getting questions, think about how to use those stories so you can get them all across. Yes. Because what you can end up doing is through whatever questions or lenses they're trying to ask you, you'll find a way to answer those questions um, or at least tell those stories throughout. You just, you need to know them so well that when the question is asked, you kind of think through your brain, okay, here's, sorry, one, two, three, four, five. Um, okay, three works. Let's go. Exactly. And then, all right, I already used three. Let's use two now. And let's use four. And let's use one. Yes. I could not agree more with this. I remember when I was first like getting better at interviewing, so to speak, I finally embraced this concept. But before that, I was like, uh, okay, what are all the possible questions I could be <laughs> asked and let me prepare unique answers for every single one. And that's exhausting and just not sustainable. So finding a way to identify those handful that are the most impactful examples and spend more time focusing on like, how could you spin it? So maybe going through the interview questions and thinking about how can I spin any one of my stories to this question to make sure that I'm answering that question. Um, and then I think the second thing related to this that we want to hit on is SBO. So I'm still blown away at how many people don't know about like basic how to answer a behavioral based interview question. So what does SBO stand for? Yeah. Situation. Behavior, outcome. So spending 10% of your time teeing up the situation, many people spend way too much time teeing up the situation. 80% of your time should be highlighting, bullet pointing out the behaviors that you took because that's what they're trying to get to know. And 10% on like tying it in about the outcome. And sometimes I'll, I'll try to like support clients in thinking through how does the situation tie to the outcome? And if you can't think about how to tee up the situation really concisely, start with the end in mind and go back to like, here was the problem we were trying to solve for. And look, miraculously, in the outcome, we solved that problem. <laughs> yeah, it's like any good um, presentation where you're coming to people with like a solution. Like you want to tee up the situation so that they at least like just get a coloring of it. Mm -hmm. But you don't want to like go so in depth, like they don't need to know all those things really spend the time in like how you did it and in the skill set that you're trying to get across, right? Like what are the strengths you're trying to share? Yes. And then really it's the, and then we did that thing. So it was great. I think, sorry, you're going to say something, but I'm going to say something first. So I think the thing that I would say on top of that is that's great. Do that thing. I always talk about that plus one at the end, which is, and how is that unique to you? And how have you taken that either into the next roles or how does that set you up for the next roles? Yep. I love that. That's a great point that I sometimes forget about. Um, and then sometimes, can we get tactical here for a minute? If you yes. really struggle to be concise with your answers, take the time to voice memo record yourself saying your power stories out loud and listen back to them and try to take notes as if you are an interviewer and notice 
what you actually write down and what, what was just filler crap that you didn't write down and wasn't worth your time to say and leverage that to help you get more concise with what matters and what doesn't in those power stories. And the way I do that, I think that's great advice. That's much smarter than what I do. What I do is literally write them down and yep. write like S, B, O, and yep. then I write the pieces down. And prior to doing that, I actually break the paper up so that the top 10% has line, the bottom 10% has line, and then that middle section. And I literally just go through and write it down. And then after I'm done, I kind of breathe, come back to it later, and then like start to cross things out mm-hmm. to figure out how to be as concise as possible. Mm-hmm. So I think, mm-hmm. yes, great advice. Yeah. Shannon, what's your next piece of advice? Uh, my last one, express genuine interest in them and their work. So I think that the questions that you ask are just as important as the questions that you answer. I have not given people the job because they ask really crappy questions. And I want to hire curious employees. So if you're not demonstrating curiosity to me or to the company, it's going to put you in a world of hurt. And alongside this, I also think it makes writing the thank you easy because you've got a lot of content from them on things that you learned or that you thought were interesting. And I can already see Robbie smiling about this. (laughs) I'm going to disagree with you on the thank you, but I want to first say for good questions i think the questions yes i agree uh for questions i think you need to one um be listening as they're talking so to chan's point pay attention but start asking those probing questions right away as they're giving you their background um like right off the bat because that's going to be one of the only times that they're going to say enough that you can ask them questions as uh valid follow-ups to what they're saying so i think that's your your chance, your entry point when they're like, oh, let me give you my background or whatever it is. Um, The question that I always ask that I really like asking that was given to me very early in my career of what's a good question to ask in an interview is asking, um, what is your biggest regret? Mm -hmm. The reason I like to ask this is because one, it makes the interviewee, interviewer um, really think about something which normally they're just in there like trying to poke at you as much as possible Mm -hmm. so I think it takes them out of the situation and makes them answer which I really like but I think too it's memorable right like having to have thought about that like later they're going to think about it and they're going to go oh yeah I interviewed Shannon she asked me the question you're going to stick out more than anybody else so think about the questions feel free to use that one that help you stick out Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah I'm trying to remember if I had any go-to's I think the the only one I could think of is like, what's keeping you up at night? Because I liked to be able to think about what the immediate work would be. I think when you're interviewing in a lot of big companies, or frankly, like small startups, the press that you see that you can research is only the good stuff. And so if you ask questions, like I can think of employees or prospective employees that I would interview, and they would ask me questions of like, the shiny new object at Target. And I'm like, no, I don't want to talk about the new shiny object at Target. Because like, that's, that's crap. Um, And that's not what you're going to be working on. (laughs) So I think how do you demonstrate that you've done some research of having some sort of a handle on their initiatives? And then like, so I know you're working on X, Y, and Z initiatives. What's the one that's keeping you up at night to spark deeper conversation about what is the immediate work that might be yours to do? Exactly. So like use your research, spend some time Googling, um, linking in, doing all those things, come up with those questions that. I think are going to poke them the right way about either their career or what they're working on right now. But I think try and stand out with that question, like really try and throw them off with it. 
Yeah. Now, Rami, you are not pro thank you. I am pro thank you. Why are well, you really against thank dislike, you? I just dislike getting them. I really dislike getting them. Why? Because do you, do, am I supposed to respond to it? Do I just delete it? Like, what am I supposed to do with it? <laughs> okay, well, I would say that that's not a reason to not send them because I don't you don't want to them, burden wanna the put, person. Yes, that's it. I don't want to burden <laughs> the person. Uh, I, I am pro sending them because literally I have seen it be the only distinguishing factor between two candidates. And I want to work with people who are appreciative and kind. And so if someone takes the time to demonstrate appreciation and kindness, and that might be the only thing distinguishing them from the other person, then hot damn, I would rather work for them. And what darn if they're it, being now kind by not this. sending you a thank you letter? Because they don't want you to have to be worried about whether or not you need to respond to it. They'll never know that that was your intention. So maybe send them an anti-thank you. <laughs> I'm not thanking you because no, don't do that. <laughs> I just think it's funny that it's, that's why you don't advocate for them. Yeah, it stresses me out as a receiver. All you have to do is say, yep, great to meet you. Best of luck. Frankly, Robbie, I think you could Google this and find a better solution than even that one. <laughs> no, I just delete them. And then sometimes it makes me upset. All right. Well, we should probably wrap it up here. So <laughs> so I think be as true to yourself as possible. Uh, practice your power stories. Find a way to get them to work in any situation. Using um, the SBO method, break it up as Shannon said, 10, 80, 10. Voice record yourself, write it down, whatever it is. Get those stories as concise and as... Um, beautiful as possible and know which strength they're getting across, right? Some of them may overlap. And so you may get to the point where it's like, oh, I'm only going to have time to tell two stories. I need to make sure that I'm telling two different um, strengths of myself. And I think it's the good question at the end. Um, you can use mine. What's your biggest regret? You can ask them what's keeping them up at night. And then finally, Shannon would like you all to write thank you letters. Yes. I would like to not receive any of those, please. <laughs> so if Rami is interviewing you, no thank you. If I'm interviewing yes. you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I've been Shannon. Uh, and I've been Rami. Oh, and we want you to join us on Instagram in the conversation and give us your interview tips. Uh, we know that you have some great advice here, too, and we want to share it with our community. So please do that. Forgot to say that at, earlier. At Workplace Hugs. Yes, at Workplace Hugs. Thank you, Rami. So I've been Rami. And I've been Shannon. And this was Workplace Side Hugs. <laughs>